Morality 23, United Nations Declaration of Human Rights. So this is the bit of the course that we're going to tie everything up. This is all the knowledge you've learned. So the next part we're going to go into is just views on capital punishment. So, But the United Nations Declaration um, is sometimes argued as being a view on capital punishment. And we'll get to that near the end. After the Second World War, um, Eleanor Roosevelt, the wife of uh, um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, um, the president that was president of the United States um, when the Second World War started, campaigned for a, a universal charter where every country would sign up to this charter um, to try and make a better world. After the atrocities we saw from the con concentration camps and war itself, um, the world leaders got together and agreed that there should be a set number of principles that we can all agree to so that atrocities such as the Holocaust and even war itself um, can be avoided as long as people adhere to the same rules. So she campaigned for it. Um, so she campaigned actively for it, and eventually uh, the United Nations Charter was signed by all major countries in the world. Now, the important thing about the Charter is that you don't have to sign it. The majority of the world signed up to this, and what we did from then is we started using the Charter as a police code. Um, so if anyone broke the Charter, such as Slobodan Milosevic, who, who slaughtered um, hundreds of thousands of his own citizens, um, broke the Charter, we could haul them into the 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 Hague war crimes war crimes tribunal and um, and charge them with uh, with war crimes and atrocities. So it was a a set of law legal principles that we could all agree to that would make the world a better place. Well, what does it say? It says there's many many print articles within the the declaration, but there are only certain ones that are that are applicable to us. The first one says that all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They are endowed with reason and, and uh, consciousness, uh, sorry, and conscience, and should act towards each other in the spirit of brotherhood. The first article is saying we should act towards each other in the spirit of brotherhood. There's no gender pronoun debate or anything here. That it's just saying that we should treat each other well. It's an opening paragraph that we sometimes use to. Um, argue against capital punishment by saying that we shouldn't kill people because um, we should act towards each other in the spirit of, of, of brotherhood. Then we jump to Article 3. Everyone has the right to life, liberty and security of persons, liberty being freedom. Everyone has the right to life. Article 3 states that we all have the right to be alive. This flies against capital punishment because we're executing people, we're removing that life from them. Everyone has the right to life. Um, so some people say Article 3 argues against capital punishment because, well, we're killing them and removing that right. Article 5 states that no one should be, sub uh, sorry, no one should be subjected to torture or cruel, inhumane or degrading punishment. What that's saying is that no one should be subjected to inhumane punishment. A lot of people argue when capital punishment goes wrong, especially lethal injection, that this process is cruel and inhumane, that we tie them down to a chair and inject them with drugs that sometimes work and sometimes don't. This whole process is cruel and unusual punishment, and, um, and people use the United Nations Charter to, to try and argue against it. So we focus on Articles 1, 3 and 5, 1 being act towards each other in brotherhood, 3 being everyone has the right to life, and Five being everyone has the right not to be tortured. So a lot of people would argue that the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights is against capital punishment, uh, but but they're wrong. It's how you interpret it. The United Nations Declaration of Human Rights does not mention capital punishment and takes no stance on capital punishment. People can use the document to try and support their viewpoint, but 
the document itself doesn't have a viewpoint on capital punishment. We could argue the other way, that Article 3 says that everyone has the right to life, liberty and security of person. Liberty, liberty being freedom. We lock people up in prison and we remove the freedom from them. Are we then saying that locking people up in prison is against the person's international rights? Well, we don't. It may be, but we don't. So we, we are using, when people use the UNDHR against capital punishment, they're using the document to try and support their viewpoint as an evidence of viewpoint. So it's both, well, it's not both for and against. I don't want to come across like that. Um, it's, a, it's a relatively neutral document that can be used um, to support um, an abolitionist point of view, a, a, an anti-death penalty point of view. The document is also used by Amnesty International. Amnesty International is a non-religious organisation. When we speak about um, secular views, um, Amnesty is a, a good organisation to talk about because we already learn about the U UNDHR um, and this is what they use as their, their scripture, this is what they use as their sacred writings. It is a non-religious organisation. So secular views on counter-punishment, we of course want you to talk about um, Kant and um, utilitarianism, but you can also mention Amnesty International or against it the, by using the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights.